In today's gospel, we have a continuation of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's gospel. If we remember a couple weeks ago, we heard the first part of the Sermon on the Mount, which is the Beatitudes. And then last weekend, we heard what, hap- what Jesus says right after the Beatitudes, which is, you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And then today we hear the continuation of the Beatitudes, and Jesus uh, talks about specific laws here. A couple things would be really surprising, if not shocking and scandalizing, to, to Jesus' first listeners when they, when they hear this. First of all, if we, I mean, you know, we're so used to these gospel texts, but if we try to think about what, what they would have sounded to Jesus' first listeners, it's pretty shocking. So, for instance, Jesus says today, You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. You've heard that it was said to your ancestors. So what what is Jesus talking about here? Well, he's talking about what's found in in the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible. And who's the author of the Torah? Well, God is the author. It's the most sacred text found in Israel. And Jesus is saying, You've, you've, heard that, you've heard what it was said there by God. But this is what I say to you. It's pretty bold. I mean, his people would have either had to say, okay, he's speaking in the person of God now. Jesus is claiming to be God. Or they'd have to walk away from him as a crazy person or, or a, an evil person. Because clearly Jesus is is saying that his own teaching has God's own authority and he himself can add to what God has already said. It's pretty shocking. You've heard, you've heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, but I say to you this. It's a big, it's a big claim that he's making there. The other thing uh, that would have really surprised his disciples is, it is what he says right before that. He says, Unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And everybody who hears him is thinking, oh, shoot, what are we going to do? Because who are the righteous people? Well, they're the scribes and the Pharisees. They're the ones who know all of the laws and the ones who do all of them right. The ones who hold everyone around them to a very high standard in terms of the law. And Jesus says, Unless your, unless your righteousness surpasses theirs. But they're the most righteous. So how in the world is the disciples of Jesus' righteousness supposed to surpass that of the scribes and the Pharisees? Well, here's how. Because the scribes and the Pharisees, even though they knew all of the laws and followed them as perfectly as possible, they did so on a strictly exterior level. But with every one of these commandments that Jesus gives in the gospel, Jesus is taking one of these exterior commandments and he's intensifying it on an interior level. So that's how he wants his disciples or our righteousness to surpass that of the scribes and the Pharisees. He doesn't want our following him to just be on the surface, on the exterior, but also on the interior too. So then he gives us some laws to explain what he means there, that our, our righteousness must surpass that of the scribes and the Pharisees. 
So he gives this first example. He says, you've heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill. And whoever kills will be liable to judgment. So he's talking about the commandment. Thou shalt not kill. Uh, when, I'm, when we're doing an examin- examination of conscience, we might use the Ten Commandments. Or if we're preparing to go to confession, we might use the Ten Commandments. So we start out with, I am the Lord your God. You shall not have other gods besides me. You shall not take the name of the Lord God in vain. Keep holy the Sabbath day. Honor your father your, and your mother. And then, and then you... And maybe all along you're thinking, "Ah, I failed in this way, "Ah, I failed in this way. And then you finally get to that that fifth commandment, thou shalt not kill. And you're like, one thing I haven't done, thankfully. (laughs) Sometimes I'll I'll be talking about confession or encouraging someone to go to confession and they'll, they'll say something like this. Well, Father, I haven't killed anybody. And I always want to say, Good job. You are, you are really living it. You are really making it. So what Jesus is doing here is he's, he's taking this commandment that has to do with an exterior behavior. But he's telling us how he wants us to apply it on an interior level. So he's deepening it, intensifying it. So what he's saying here very clearly in the gospel that it's not just about whether we've killed anybody or not, that commandment. Because what does he say? You've heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill. But I say to you, whoever is angry with this brother will be liable to judgment. So that changes things. We're going through the commandments. Thou shalt not kill. Okay, didn't do that one. But... It's not the only thing Jesus wants us to look at, not just our exterior action, but also what's going on in our heart. And have I been angry with someone? And then I have to say, yes, absolutely I have. I have something for which I need to repent. Have I spoken in anger to another? Have I spoken in anger about another? Have I harbored have I harbored resentment and bitterness towards someone? Have I, have I chosen not to forgive someone? Or do I strive to have charity towards this person who's hurt me? So we see what a big difference this makes. And how Jesus is not just interested in our following the law in an external way, but wants our heart also wants the exterior and the interior. So this, the second example is another, is another one that's really helpful for us. Because what, what's another of the commandments? Well, you shall not commit adultery. So what, is, what does that mean? Well, that adultery has to do with the infidelity to one's spouse on an exterior level. And we could include with this commandments the other, the other sexual sins, uh, sex outside of marriage or before marriage, pornography, masturbation, all of, these, all of these exterior actions. But it's not enough for Jesus that we not commit those exterior sins, those outward sins. Why? Because he's also interested in what's in the heart. 
So he says this, you've heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So that gets pretty serious then. Jesus isn't just interested in in those external sins. He's interested in them, but not just that. He's also interested in what goes on in, in our heart. So even if we've, through God's grace, rooted the external sins out, even if the behavior here in the sexual realm, even if, that, even if we've been rid of that behavior in our life, what about what goes on in our heart? Do I, do I objectify this person who's standing before me? Do I treat them like an object? Do I allow this fantasy to keep going in my head? <laughs> well, that's the kind of thing that Jesus is talking about here. What's in my heart? He doesn't just want us to have purity in action. He wants us to have purity of heart. So that's how he takes the commandment that we get in the Old Testament and deepens it, intensifies it. So, yeah, <laughs> that's hard. This is, I, I think, really helpful for our life. It just opens up new places, at least for me. It opens up new places in my life where I, I need repentance and I need God's grace. Sometimes, similar conversation to the one I mentioned earlier, sometimes I'll be in a nursing home or let's say I'm anointing a very elderly person or someone at the nursing home and I'll invite them, as I often do, if they want to go to Sacrament of Reconciliation beforehand. Do you want to go to confession before you're anointed? Sometimes someone will say, well, Father, I'm in the nursing home. I can't do anything here. So I try not to think too much about what they mean by that. But, any, but anyway, clearly Jesus is saying it's not just about what we do or don't do. It's that, absolutely. Jesus says, I've not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. So all of the, the laws, you shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery, honor your father and your mother, you shall not steal, you shall not commit false witness, all of these commandments remain. But Jesus doesn't want us to read them just in that exterior way, but wants them to penetrate to the heart so that we're really living from the heart. So... You know, I, I guess sometimes if we think too much about this, we, we might become discouraged. Like, okay, okay, well, it's, it's hard enough, Jesus, to rid the exterior sins out of my life. I really don't have hope that I'm going to be free interiorly from, from sin. And the good news is, is the simple truth that Jesus can only command us to do that which he gives us the grace to do. So if Jesus asks something for us, from us, that means that there's grace for us. So we can change only with his help and only with him. So that's why in the church, which, which we vigorously teach what Jesus taught, some people complain about our our faith, our Catholic faith being too strict, 
Well, I mean, we, could, we can read the gospel and say, okay, well, we're, we're not going to follow Jesus' teachings, or we are going to follow Jesus' teachings. The church has all, always said, we're going to faithfully follow Jesus and what he taught, what he handed on to the apostles, what's taught in the sacred scripture. So, so we have here a vigorous moral teaching of the church that's difficult to live. And we hold that in balance with the infinite mercy of God because we believe in both. That I'm called to be a saint, not because I'm a priest, because I'm a Christian. And that if you're a Christian, you're called to be a saint too. Next week, we're going to hear Jesus say, be perfect as your father's perfect. Sounds pretty intense. Be perfect as your father's perfect. We're called to sanctity, to perfection, externally, interiorly. But along the way, as we are working that out with God, he promises to give us the grace that we need and promises to give us a new start whenever we need one. And I, I don't know about you, but I need a lot of new starts as I strive and fail and then allow God to pick me up again so that I can try again with his help. So let's ask the Lord today uh, to, to give us this, this grace to desire that our heart would be conformed to God's will, that our body would be conformed to God's will for my life, that he would rid me of sin in body, but also in heart and in mind. And let's ask God for the grace that we need to keep going back to him as we strive and fail and strive again to become perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect.